"'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. They were all dead! That is awesome. <laughs> Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer! Uh-uh. And the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? That thing looked like the, the Manson family Christmas special. So what's the matter with you? Look what you've done to my tree! Good morning, sir. Merry Christmas. Coleman, I've had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, we recount the top 20 holiday movies of the 80s. With me, as always, my uh, cohort in love, Sean Daly. I'm Jack, baby. I'm jacked. I'm Jack Frost. You know why? I'm one hour away from a week-long vacation, but even better, I'm sitting next to the man that some call the heartthrob of Stuck in the 80s, Mr. Tom Jones. I call myself the heartthrob of Stuck in the 80s. I think it was you. I think you're the one who put the scene in my head. I've heard that before. How are you guys? Awesome. Every time you do a show with us, uh, the the ladies comment. They love you. Marissa, I think she's got a poster of you in her room, in her cell. You know what I got to (laughs) say? Thank God it's snowing again in Kankakee. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Marissa needs to calm down. You know, do you feel like you're part of the Stuck in the 80s family now? I want to be more a part of it. Really? Yeah, I love it every time I come on. That's nice. Yeah. You know, if we were all actually related, like we were brothers, a real family, he would be the successful brother, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Like, he, you get, you're off in like Hollywood, and like you probably work at like Blockbuster. Oh, I'd love to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I know. And what would you do? Uh, I'd be making money at the track, at the dog track. <laughs> I'd be doing all right. I'd, I'd, be, be, I'd be breaking I'd, even. I'd be the one bailing you guys out of oh, trouble. Oh, yeah, and you come back, and the two of us are actually friends. We don't really get along with you. <laughs> but at the end of each Christmas, we have a very a heartwarming hug. But welcome back, my friend. Thanks. No, thanks for having me. What are you laughing at? What? Too much love you know for what you, I was thinking Spearsy? about? Your cold, scrooged heart? You know, what, you know what I was thinking about the whole time? I was thinking about what it would be like if the three of us were roommates. What kind of house would we have? How many, how, how many days of the week would we party? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Just eight? eight? Eight days a week party, yeah. It would be fun. It would be fun. It'd be Especially bad. as we get older. I'm actually the youngest out of all you guys, too, I think. That's I'm the youngest one. I'm the crazy. I'm the wild card. It would be nice. You, would be, you, would, you would be the Joyce DeWitt of the group, I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, I like that. He went three's company on us. <laughs> 70s. Anyway, let me bring it back. Holiday movies of the 80s. Now, this is from a list that I put together a few years ago for the blog. And uh, every year I trot it out again. Every year I'm ridiculed for the picks that are on it. Because the 80s were not a particularly great time for holiday movies. Now there's a there's a few classics and we're obviously they're obviously gonna be in our top five, but the uh, from number eleven through number twenty, uh, it's rough pickings, wouldn't you say? Uh, there's some gems on there. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So we're gonna we're gonna run through them real fast. Now we're gonna go the first fifteen. We're gonna whiz on through because there's really not a whole lot to say about them, and we'll slow down for the last five. Can I, can I stop things for a second and why just go should back? today be any different? <laughs> when you watch Three's Company, yeah. <laughs> 
with Joyce DeWitt, would you ever like you know no. fantasize about DeWitt ever? No, no if you, you got what? if you got bored of like the the no. others. No, you know what ruined it? Remember she used to do those legs commercials like for pantyhose. Yeah, oh. and then Second City did a great skit where Andrea Martin played her, <laughs> and she wore those half leggings, and she called herself <laughs> Joyce the Half Wit. So that pretty much ruined it. Ah. That might be the one show from growing up that there's absolutely nobody on there that's worth. Uh, really? You know. Two. I mean, it's just three's company. Yeah, Priscilla Barnes, dude, oh, the third on. Chrissy Priscilla Barnes. Yeah, I like totally Pris- hot. No. She's on like all time top ten Priscilla Barnes, and you can find. Someone told me you can find nude pictures of her she online was in the movie. Yeah, Kevin Smith movie. Right? I'm saying with a cast Wasn't like she, yeah. a Mallrats. Mallrats. Yeah. yeah. Who she play Mallrats? She played a psychic or something. They went to see her. Oh. Yeah. Worst Kevin Smith movie ever. No, I take that back. Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. I heard the latest one sucked, too. Zach and Mimi, Miri have a lesbian wedding or something like that. He had one good movie, and that was it. That's what I think. What? Clerks. No, Chasing Amy's good. Chasing Chasing Amy. Amy. Dogma. Dogma sucks. What? He thought he was saying important things, but he wasn't. (sighs) He was saying nothing. All right, let's go. Come on. Christmas cheer, baby. (laughs) Okay. Sorry about the Joyce DeWitt thing, but I I value your opinion. Joyce to Halfwit. God. Now I get that out of my head. Ready? Number 20, A Christmas Carol, starring George C. Scott. Number 19, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Number 18, One Magic Christmas with Mary Sternberger. <laughs> you know, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, that's the murder of Santa Claus. One of several, yeah. Yeah, I you love know, that. I just, in Christmas Carol, I just saw one on TNT, the newest one he did on TNT, Patrick Stewart. Oh, he's great. Oh, he was, yeah. It was awesome. I was really surprised how good it was. He does that as a one-man show, I think, every year in London. Oh, really? Um, during the Christmas season. Very good. Where he acts out the whole thing. He already reads it, dramatic reading or something mm-hmm. like that. He's mm-hmm. great. We could do a whole show on uh, on him in uh, the 80s. He's in Excalibur. Oh, I, Excalibur had a lot of yeah. in it. <laughs> I can't remember what it's about, but... Yeah, but like, you know what creeps me out every time? I don't like nudity and magic, though. Isn't there a <laughs> lot of, like, sorcery? I don't like nudity and sorcery. <laughs> I don't like uh, nudity and swords that suddenly appear uh, impaled into your pelvis. Mm. That's bad. I am king, and this is the Excalibur, sword of kings from the dawn of time. Ready for the next three? <laughs> yeah, why not? My God. You Better Watch Out comes in at number 17. Ooh, that's another murderous uh, Christmas movie. Yeah. Number 16, Don't Open Till Christmas. Read the tagline. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. They were all dead. That is <laughs> awesome. Hmm. Number 15, The Night They Saved Christmas. Starring? Jacqueline Smith. And Art Carney. Who'd you rather, Jacqueline Smith or Art Carney? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Jacqueline Smith. I want to. Is she your favorite Charlie's Angel? No, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm, this is probably not the right way to do things. Tanya Roberts, man. What? what? Yeah. Oh man! I know, no. I know. She did some of those movies, like she does some of those Cinemax things and everything. Oh yeah. So I kind of yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, and then, you know it. who else I like? Shelley Hack. What? I know, I know, I know. What about Cheryl Ladd? Yeah, they were all fine. Don't get me wrong. Not Farrah though. Uh, yeah, I like Farrah. Number fourteen. Santa Claus the movie. Has anyone du- seen this? I don't, I don't God, years ago. Years ago. Dudley Moore. It's, it looks terrible. And John Lithgow? Wow. Yeah, but you just see it on he, TV. He's, he's filmed John- with this really crappy film, so it's all like mangy and, oh, God. John Lithgow terrible. plays Santa, right? I think. No, he plays like some evil guy. I think. Oh, and uh, Dudley Moore's got this permanently. Uh, he's, like, he's been doing whippets the whole movie. He's got this <laughs> silly grin on his face, and you're like, come on, Dudley. 
Uh, number 13, uh, my favorite, Babes in Toyland. Have you ever seen Babes in Boyland? I'll let <laughs> you right, borrow that going, this weekend. Sorry. All right, number 12, a claymation Christmas celebration. Number 11, a very Brady Christmas. With, I, loved, uh, I loved all those Brady movies. Did you like it when they redid it? Like when they found like basically all those actors? Actors and actresses who basically looked like the originals, like the, you know, they just yeah, came yeah. out in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, yeah. No, oh, Shelley Long was great. She was Shelley, funny. Yeah, Shelley she Long. Is great. Shelley Long was great. Yeah, and uh, and who played the, who played the, oh, uh, Robert Leeds? I don't remember. Uh, he was dead Gary, on. Gary, um, he's a funny, funny guy. Shit, Gary Upremian. No, no, <laughs> he isn't he the boss in uh, Office Space? He was also the guy mm. that played. What's his name? Yeah, it's that guy. It's God that guy. damn, he's yeah. funny. All yeah. right, breeders, send have us you been five over, billion have you, emails about I'm surprised. The number of times you guys have been over to the lair that we haven't watched queued up Office Space yet. It's the ultimate... Uh, we were going to watch it that last time, and then you... Sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> you had to scare the shit out of me. Have you been to the Spears lair No, yet? never. I was supposed to go to one time, but... You don't leave there the same, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, man. Ready for the top ten? Yeah, here we go. Now okay. this is all good stuff. Uh, well, it will be in a second. Number ten, Ernest Saves Christmas. I don't know how this one snuck in the top ten. I like 10. Jim Varney. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Varney. Number nine, Rest in peace. Lethal Weapon. I watched Lethal Weapon the other night. You know what? It is a really good movie. It's an awesome it's movie. It's a really... It, yeah. I'll even make the argument that Lethal Weapon 2 is better. It's one of the rare Is that the one that has... Uh, and, Leth- and I'm saying, listen, I love Lethal Weapon 2. That's, I love so- Lethal that's Weapon. the one with the South African thing? Theme yeah. Theme Joe Pesci. Yeah. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Pesci saves but Lethal Weapon's too. great. The first one, because it's more dark. Oh, it's yeah. dark. It yeah, becomes Richard a comedy. Connor. It becomes a comedy after the first one. Right. Right? Right. But when he's in his... Uh, what, I mean, when Mel Gibson's in his trailer, right, right in the beginning of the movie, right? And he's got a gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to blow his head off. That's, that's pretty intense. And it's hard to remember that this is a Christmas movie. <laughs> but when I, uh, when I solicited reader uh, fan you know, comments for, for you know, pick your favorite holiday movie, this one got a lot, and so did uh, another one on the list coming up in a second. Number eight... Black Ladder's Christmas Carol with Rowan Atkinson. Anyone seen this one? Have English. You seen it? English. Have you seen it? No. What's it doing at number eight? Because the English readers demand representation on the top ten list. I hear it's hilarious. The next one, very popular pick, could have been a top five pick from 1988, Die Hard. Saw it in the movie theater. Freshman in college. Love it. Another great movie. Another Die tremendous Hard. Movie, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yeah, thank you for making my editing job all that much harder to do. Number six, Better Off Dead. Eh, I love, love, love that movie. I love it, too. I don't think of it as a Christmas movie, though. Well, it's as much Christmas as uh, Die Hard. Mm, Die Hard's more Christmassy. How? Doesn't uh, Better More Off elevator go- deaths? <laughs> Doesn't Better Off Dead go through all the seasons? Don't we see all the seasons? No. No, it's winter. It's because he's winter. got to ski. It starts with the skiing, yeah. with the ski trials. It ends with uh, just skiing the K twelve. So I know this girl who looks just like Diane Franklin, the oh, yeah. um, the exchange student in that. Yeah, I know yeah. this. I know this girl, and uh, she's crazy about Spearsy, and he doesn't want any, any part of it. Wow. She's a spitting image. Yeah, really. Yeah. What do you think about that? A little suspect, isn't it? It is. Diane Franklin, though, she was in one of the worst movies. Oh, don't even say it. Yeah. Which Are you going to say it? it? What, what was it? The Last American Virgin? Yes. No! Oh, it holds on. up. 
fun. I saw it, it the other night. So, the ending is so awful. It's great. It's awful because it's real, real, man. And he's driving off and he's crying. Yeah. And it, Just it, once <laughs> we can find a way. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, and they put the credits up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Can That's you imagine how it ends? All those little horny kids who saw it in the theater at that time, they're like, what the? I yeah. know. It's like the whole thing's a screw, but it's porkies until you get to the last scene and yeah. all of a sudden it's Castle Blank. No, and you're it's, like, it's, what the heck? <laughs> I, I never heard this credit. Yeah. But I guess I love this wasn't good enough. I was like, let's have James a- Ingram on the show. Can't I was we? angry when I saw that movie. Really? At the end. Oh, so, you know what? It holds up. The FF and I watched the other day, and we actually really enjoyed it. Wow. There's tons of gratuitous nudity, yeah. including oh, yeah. Diane Franklin. See yeah. some nip? And it's also equal opportunity because the, the big fat guy gets uh, naked <laughs> a lot. Do you see his butt? That's a- you see his and they had the schlong measuring contest? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the thing about the. Uh, we're gonna do a show on it. Yeah, but let's. But let's the schlong, the, the schlong measuring contest, although quite amusing, is these guys are so excited to measure each other's peckers. You know, like <laughs> ah, let's measure them, and then crazy music comes on. They're like, "Whoa, nine inches!" But and they're getting right up there too, like oh, me on the microphone. <laughs> Jonesy well, can't even make eye contact with me know, anymore because it's kind of so disturbing. Is it gonna be disturbing to that I own that on DVD? <laughs> Come on. Come, come, come to the lair. Come to the lair, Jonesy. I got to wait till and my we shall wife watch and kids Last go American out of town for like a year before I come over. Don't, man. Trust me. You don't leave Make some same. excuse. Say it's you're really out of town <laughs> for the weekend. Bad things happen. We throw cigars in the lake. Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> did you hear what happened last time I was at the Spears lair? Not only did, I won't give the whole thing, but like he got Spears got so drunk and ripped... And I'm sitting there trying to watch. What movie was it? It was uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, kind of staggers up to me. He goes, sleepy, sleepy. Like, gets in my grill, you know, as I'm like laying like helpless on the on the couch. Sleepy, sleepy. And then he just goes in bed and he falls asleep. He sacks out. I thought he was dead at one point. It happened again this uh, last Saturday night when my friend Andy came over. And we were watching uh, Conan the Barbarian. Which you should never start up after you've had like a, you know a fifth of whiskey, and we're into it, and then suddenly, boom! I didn't even get to the part where uh, where uh, James L. Jones turns into the snake. Snake, yeah. No, I didn't even make it that far. I was I was out. You by, passed out by ten o'clock. I was out. Boom! In your bed, you wander back there. Yep. Yeah, that's. Weird. I woke up and the trash can was next to me. Oh, your friend was being nice. Yeah, he was. He was. Af- he was af- afraid for my life. Wow. I don't know that it was that bad. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just reminds me of that scene in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Top five. Ready? Yep. Number five. From 1984, Gremlins. I happen to enjoy Gremlins, but I want to buy it for my, for my daughters, but it's too frightening. It's too violent. No? no Jones, you have no feeling for Gremlins at all? I'm not a big Gremlins fan. I like Better Off Dead better. I like uh, um, Lethal Weapon better in the top, in the top five. I'm not a big guy. I like Hoyt Axton. Hoyt Axton. That's it? No, Gremlis is really, really good. Got a lot Cates. of in-jokes in it. Phoebe Cates. Yeah, Phoebe It's Cates. actually quite violent. They throw a Gremlin in the microwave, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's funny. Do you know what the, uh, what are the, what are the rules regarding uh, Mogwai? Come on, anybody. No, they're good. The, the, it's kind of the same rules as going to the Spears lair. Don't feed him after midnight, right? Unless it's to kill don't, his buzz. Yeah. Don't let him touch your bathing suit area. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Gremlins is a good movie. It Joe Dante, good. directed by the great Joe Dante. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can remember about this, uh, the guy who plays uh, Billy. Zach Galligan. He would go on to do pretty much nothing after this. Wow. 
which is kind of except I think he did the sequel, but that's about it. And uh, that's that's kind of sad. I thought he did a pretty good job. It was, it's a decent movie. I think didn't it become a cartoon maybe and a serial. <laughs> and there was a sequel too. Yeah, yeah. Gremlins two, the new batch, the new batch, exactly. The new batch, yeah. And it's just like goes crazy at the end. Gremlins everywhere. What is the movie that is playing in the movie house that all the bad uh, Gremlins are at? Uh, it's not. It's a Wonderful Life, is it? This boy's life, a boy's life. A boy, no. Snow White. Yeah. Hi ho. Yeah, that's right. All right. Very good. All right, move on. Jonesy's about to leave the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's furious Here we go. number five. Number four. From 1983, Trading Places. It was the Dukes. It was the Dukes. You're a dead man, Valentine. Dan Aykroyd's best movie? Dan Eddie Dan. Murphy's best movie. Wow. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. What's better? What? What's better? Uh, for Eddie Murphy, Coming to America. No, like I'm going with Beverly Hills Cop. No, uh, you know what? I, Cop is great. I, if I never see it again, that's fine by me. Really, he's got Eddie Murphy has that funnier stuff than this. No, this is what he's, this gr- is, no, great. he's, he's great. He is great. No, he's great. I the love whole, Trading Places. The whole scene in, in the the whole jail scene. Oh yeah, Karate Man bleed on the inside. Bleed on the bruise on the inside. But you would know that because you're a big Barry White looking. <laughs> The uh, I I, would, I might give you that it's Dan Aykroyd's best movie. I mean, he was great in Driving Miss Daisy and everything, but that was a smaller. Driving Miss camera. Daisy. He you know what like, I love about you is like I never know what's going to come out of your head. <laughs> yeah. You don't say Ghostbusters. Well, he was like you don't he say was like, Blues Brothers. He was actually like nominated for an Academy Award. You say for, Driving Miss Daisy. For Driving Miss Daisy. He was not. He yes, was. he was. Come best supporting on. actor. Really? Best supporting yeah. actor. Yeah. For Daisy. Yep. Yeah. He didn't win, but I forget who did. But he got he got trounced by somebody pretty good. But he he was great in that movie. He was. But what I liked about him in this movie, I mean, there there were some really funny scenes with him in it. But you know, he let—I thought he let Murphy run the show there. Yeah. Did they ever appear in another movie together? I'm trying to think. They had to have. It kills me that they didn't, because I mean, they were great together. They were great together. I can't remember. Did any of these people ever work together? You know, the only people I think who worked together again was uh, well, Landis, John Landis, the director, and Eddie worked together a few more times. Coming to uh, America. Coming to America. Barely Hills Cup 3. <laughs> you get so uh, the, the two millionaires show back up in, in uh, Coming to America because they're, they're laying on the street and he gives them a bunch of money. Right, right. But um, Which is a real clever scene. Oh, that's right. We're back, right? We're back, yeah, Mortimer. we're back. Yeah, we're back, Mortimer. The um, Trading Places also, of course, has probably, and I wanted to do this on, on the blog and I've already been shot down by the bosses, because I wanted to do top 10 topless scenes of the 80s. And easily, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is shot in this. Came out of nowhere. Number one being Phoebe Cates and Fast Times. Mm, you know what? I'd be real tempted to put this one. Above Fast Times? Uh, Fast Times are so much more dramatic, but so much further away. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, they're right, boing, boing. I mean, they're right there. What are you talking about, dude? Phoebe was no, like. No, he's right, man. Because you didn't expect it. Well, you that, expected that it in Fast Times. <laughs> right. What else would you put on there? I mean, I'm trying to think. I, there was uh, About uh, ultimate topless scenes yeah. in the 80s. Uh, Phoebe Cates in, what was the other one called? Lost. See, here's another one I'm going to come out of nowhere. About Blue Lagoon. You? What year was Lagoon? 70s. You don't see Brooke Shields. I think that's a body double. Really? Yeah. She's got her hair like strategically I'm not, I'm not sure if it was everything. 80s or it might have been so, Julie Andrews in. Uh, oh, SOB. B. I yeah. think that yeah. was 80s. I think yeah. that was 1980. Good one. Another. God, Jones, yeah. You're good at this game. Can you believe she did that? 
Yeah, it was kind of you know, it was kind of nice. Yeah, it was great. No, but it was kind of cheap, kind of a cheap stunt. Small areoli. All right, that's enough. We got to ask. Okay, you know, we we did this once again. I'm I'm shocked by you. Your your code, your code of ethics, Jonesy. I don't get it. Now I'm fearful. My wife's listening to this. (laughs) Now one person. No one listens to this show. Don't worry about it. You could argue that uh, Trading Places isn't so much a Christmas movie as it is a New Year's movie. Right. Merry New Year. Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. But technically, since we're calling it holiday movies of the But 80s. it works. It works because also, too, because Dan Aykroyd with that scene where he's dressed up as Santa Claus and he's walking. Yeah. And yeah. And he comes and in to the party. He steals the smoked salmon. Right. And he gets caught in his beard. <laughs> Remember that? That's great. Yeah. He tries to kill himself, but the pistol's not working. The, yeah, the um, dog pees on him. Yeah. Yeah. The dog pees on him. It's, 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 it is a great movie. I have it. And you know, I, I break it out all the time. The... Um, God, I don't know. New Year's movies, if it weren't for this one, there really aren't a whole lot of other ones to choose from except for When Harry Met Sally. Here's a trivia question for you real quick, if I can interrupt. You know who makes her debut, I believe, in that movie? Doesn't even have a speaking line. Mary Louise Parker. Really? Wow. You know the scene where uh, uh, Beeks is on the phone and he's calling the two the two Richard Mortimer and yeah. uh, whatever. And he's on the phone and he's telling them about when they're, when they're going to meet and everything. And there's a woman waiting for the phone and Beeks turns to him and he says... Screw off. Except he doesn't say screw. And it's that's Mary Louise Parker. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. How old is she in that? She's got to be young. young. Yeah. yeah. Young, you know what's really funny? There's it's, something about her. She's extremely well, I'm big, sexy. I'm a big fan yeah, of her. There's just something about yeah. her in this yeah. kind of suburban, like, I don't know. It's an edge. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole, uh, you know, sincerity thing for you daily, it's not working. <laughs> go to, if, if you really want to, if you really want to waste some time, go to Wikipedia and look up the entry for Trading Places, the movie. It has got like a uh, 10 or 20 paragraph explanation for the end of the movie, explaining how um, trading of futures goes, right. how, how, how you would trade you know, orange juice concentrate futures and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Literally, the explanation for how the ending works is longer than the rest of the item combined. <laughs> I, I, was tr- I started reading it today. I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever read. And I, I, I turned it off, but I thought I'd at least make a note of it. Hey, does John Landis do his See You Next Wednesday? In this? He has to, but I'm trying to think where it appears. I don't think he does it in every movie. He stopped after a while, right? Well, he stopped making movies. It was, I mean, after... Well, after Vic Morrow and Twilight Twilight Zone. I watched that the other night, actually. That's not bad, that movie. No, I like the one with the kid, Kathleen Quinlan. Yeah, and then, of course, the Lithgow one at the end. Oh, the Lithgow one at the end. I just bought that. They just released it on DVD again, yeah, I think. That's another one will be collecting dust at the Spears Lair before long. (laughs) Why? No, it's good. I'll borrow it and you'll never get it back. Same as Private Benjamin. Hey, it's time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, after last show, we made an impassioned plea for more Reader Mail because Sean Daly's ego must be fed daily. (laughs) And you responded. And uh, so what do we have this week, Sean? Yes, we have a great letter from Christy from the great state of Wisconsin. And Christy says, hi, Steve, Sean, and assorted heartthrobs. She must have known you were going to be on this show. On your last show, you mentioned that you haven't been getting much in the way of mail. Is this actually true, Steve? Has the mail really dried up? I picked up after the last show. Really? Any good ones besides this? Um, some that have photo attachments that I haven't shown uh, you yet. I just wanted to let you know that I'm still listening. I never miss an episode. I guess I haven't made much contact because I've been busy. Blah, blah, blah. I also feel like my comments aren't very good. I know. It sucks to be me. Not everyone could be as quick-witted and generally funny as Sean. 
That's why. Hey, 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 wait a minute. What's wrong? That's not what it says. Ah, jeez. Not everybody can be as quick-witted and genuinely funny as the two of you. Whatever. That's why I listen, though. I love the show, and I look forward to each one. Now that Steve has the Vegas girlfriend, though, I think the show could use a single girl or guy. I miss that perspective. After all, aren't the 80s about drama and angst? A couple of happy guys are great. I don't know if you'd really call us happy. Portly. (laughs) (laughs) Jovial. Well fed. (laughs) A couple of happy guys are great and still fun, but listeners like me might also enjoy a little bitterness here and there. I'm just saying. If you can't find a disgruntled co-host, then how about some crabby shows? Songs that make you cringe because of the because they're tied to a specific event. Mine is a cheap trick song and it involves getting kissing lessons. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Movies that you saw on bad dates, perhaps? Mine is the Untouchables. It was a blind date with a guy who sold carpeting and it was horrifying. Songs that made your parents worried or angry. Two words, Billy and Squire. Those are my comments, guys. I'm sure they aren't very good. What can I say? I'm from Wisconsin. Christy. P.S. Devo show, please. And then the Smiths. You have to do the Smiths. You just have to. Yeah, it kills me. Every time we get someone who says, you know, now that we're involved, we need to have a single person on the show. When reality is that for the most part, we were always involved in relationships. I've been with the I've been with the fur fiance for fifteen years. Yeah, I got like seventeen. I see kids. what she's saying though, but no, seriously. I mean, I, why? Why is that? Well, because I like the Smiths too. But you know, I don't give a frog's fat ass about the Smiths. <laughs> and I'll say you, it right are now. Are you serious? You guys can all suck. No, it. are you serious? You'll never get a no, Smith show. Seriously. Never. Are you serious? Yeah, don't yeah care. he hates oh, them. You got to be kidding me. Don't care. What's wrong with you? <laughs> He's a music critic. Yeah, really. I don't. Have, I don't have time for that. Bullshit. Really? Oh, that cornball hokum. Oh, man. I used to really... Actually, you should have Jonesy do the Smith show. Yeah. Do Smith show. Smith, Depeche Mode, and The Cure all in oh, one. Oh, you guys oh. are so yeah. tough. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> or you, you listening to Billy and Squire over there? <laughs> yeah. I, li- I happen to like Billy Squire, yeah, okay? All right. Yeah, stroke this, Jones. Yeah, stroke this, yeah. We're, I'm, I'm listening to real stuff like... Oh, know, real stuff. Real how soon pussy is now. stuff. Oh, come on. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Christy. Thanks for your letter. But what was your point? That, that my, my point was that uh, we didn't make a big deal of it, but I was married the whole time we did the show. It was only the last maybe six months that I haven't been involved in a relationship. But no, but we never made a big stink of it because uh, she never wanted to be mentioned on the show. That's true. So the angst remains the same, my friend. She kind of wants that St. Almost Fire type feel to the show, it sounds like. Have you ever heard our St. Almost Fire show? Oh, uh, God. When Steve trumpets the joys of rape. <laughs> All right, that's it. That would have been a great show if it weren't ruined by you and Kathy Wass. It, it was set up to be the best show we'd ever done, and then Sean Daly walks into the studio and lays a giant turd all over about? my dream. No, you you defended Rob Lowe's right to have grabby hands with the me more grabby hands. Yeah. Yeah, geez, Jonesy, come on. Yourself. No, Jonesy you is a gentleman. <laughs> he's a bit of a puss as a Smiths fan, but he's still a gentleman. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm really bothered by this whole you don't like the Smiths. Oh, you and I, come on. There's nothing ah. we agree on. Stroke me, stroke me, stroke me. Well, actually, there is something we agree on. We both like Vince Guaraldi Christmas. That's the best Christmas ever. Yeah, we album did. Ever. We yeah. did. Good. Nicely done. Hey, send those emails to stuckinews at tampa.com. And uh, take your chances with uh, Stroke Man over there, Sean Daly, next week. What's up?
happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Hey, it's the segment where we play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, I have two T-shirts left to give away from founditemclothing.com. Two. What are they? Which ones? I don't know yet. Uh, depends on what size you are. I've got two double XLs, the Sean Daly special. I'll take it. And uh, two XLs. So that's kind of nice. Probably the probably uh, like the Big Trouble in Little China shirt is probably still there, and the Rad shirt is probably still around. But they have like slogans from they're the shirts that the characters wore in the movie. So Kurt Russell wore that was the character. shirt that Kurt Russell wore. You know, not literally, but it's a reproduction of it. Right. So foundoutimclothing.com had given us four shirts, two left to go. Pay attention. Here was last show's mystery movie moment. We're from Noisebusters. Do you know where the Menudo concert is? Yes, Running Scared. Love it. Love yes. that movie. You like that? Yeah, it was all right. What? what? <laughs> Sorry, man. Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines? The chemistry is I'm, unbelievable. I know, I know. I'm over Billy Crystal. I, I think I'm... Well, back now... Back then, I liked it. And now, as time has gone on, I've... Billy Crystal now. I, I'm projecting today's Billy Crystal So, can you watch, movie. like, the Naked Gun movies? Yeah. With Nordberg, with OJ? Yeah, I still can watch that. Really? Yeah. I yeah. can't. Oh the, really? The juice ruins it for me. No, 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 it's great. He chopped off someone's head. Yeah, but he gets he gets busted up in that movie left and right. <laughs> yeah, so. Not really. Yeah, but it's not like yeah, <laughs> Jesus is probably good. it's interesting. I love. I think Running Scare has the best twenty minute segment the whole time that they're in Key West. Key West, yeah. And uh, they have uh, Michael McDonald's uh, sw- uh, Shine Sweet Freedom plays, yeah. and they're dancing around. And then they, they they replicate the move from uh, White Knights. You know what I'm talking about? You know where they take their own step. And then right. t- and look at each other like uh like oh Bar- do like, they really like yeah. Barishnikov like Barishnikov and Gregory Hines did oh that's funny when do they do I know they're in roller skates down in Key West yeah well they they do it in the video version ah that's cool I love don't I love you miss videos from the eighties we should do a oh, running yeah. scared show I miss I miss videos in the eighties where it's clearly happening on the set of the movie and then suddenly. Boom! There's yeah. there's Michael McDonald in the bar with them in uh, Key West. You know, and they they gather around him and they're all like slapping him on the back right, and right. like yeah. high five. Like they're lip syncing and they screw up the lip sync. Yeah, the yeah. Like uh, when uh, John Parr did "Seen It Was Fire." <laughs> that is that? a hilarious video. Yeah, that's so funny because you can tell most of the cast doesn't give a crap about John Parr, but they have to pretend <laughs> like John Parr. Like, oh my god, we're meeting John Parr. I saw like I saw a video the other day for Axel F. Remember that song? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's have him on the show too. I'd rather do a Harold Faltermeyer show than the Smith show. No, stop it. Be a lot more relevant. I'd rather do a Smith show than a Brian Adams show. I love Brian Adams. He's dead to me. I will not let you besmirch his good name. He's dead to me. Continue. Continue. You call yourself a music critic and you like Brian Adams better than the Smiths. Good point. For this, what? Brian Adams, Adams is, is, a, is, a, is a pop craftsman. He's a, a, cra- he's a oh, wait, I'm a craftsman. He's Mr. Cliche. Cuts like a knife straight to the heart. How many cliches can we jam into song titles? You know, he doesn't consider like, himself an 80s artist. What are you talking about? Every effing Smith song is like some bullshit weeper, like I suck, woe is me. <laughs> That's real. That's not, really... No, not Girlfriend in a Coma. That's downright uplifting. <laughs> you want to hear some of the winners? You gotta get na, to the winners. Na, 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 na. Can we address on, Brian Adams, the Brian Adams situation? If you'd like to talk about it, I don't want to be involved. Okay, I just want to say real quickly, we, we, we thought we were going to have an interview with Brian Adams on the show, and it fell through because uh, his PR people did not like the name of the podcast. Stuck in the 80s? Yeah. They, they think it's offensive to, uh, to Brian Adams and his career. And if anything, they say, he's stuck in the 90s. 
Did they really say yes, that? Yes, they're like, if that's anything, verbatim. If, basically, they said, you know, well, if you're doing that, a show about the 90s, then maybe we would talk to you, but not the 80s. Well, now he's stuck doing creative loafing instead of yeah. St. Pete Times. Fine. Exactly. Some of the winners from last show include Todd Cullop, Johnny B, Brian Chalker, Rock Fields, and David Fox. And I know a lot of people got this right. And I could spend the rest of the day reading the names, but those are some of the... I think half of those names are made up, by the way. Rockfields. Rockfields and David Fox and Johnny B. David Fox? That's not made up. That sounds like a made-up name. David Fox? <laughs> that's the best he could do if it's made up. Rockfields is... is Rockfields. That's that sounds a great like a, name. It is. It sounds like somebody would be on the Flintstones. Rockfields. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. My Sal, she is a maiden fair, sing Polly Wally Doodle all the day. Any guesses, anybody? Drawing a blank I have there? No idea. Very well done. Thanks for putting in the effort. I always get like an A plus effort from Mr. Dale. <laughs> Come on, what are you talking about? We need to take a break. Do I need to hold you down a little bit? No, I'm doing you're, great. You're spitzing it's in there. It's getting a little warm in here. It's getting a little warm. If you know it, email us at stuckinews at com, and then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, signature event time here at the podcast. Again, get this right, and uh, you can win one of those shirts from founditemclothing.com. Very cool website. Very cool website. You know, I'm thinking I'm just going to steal those other two shirts and say I gave them away. (laughs) How's that? I like the Big Trouble in Little China shirt. You know, I, I tried to watch that again the other night. I couldn't get through it again. I find it to be delightful. I bet you savory even. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. It's fun. I like John Carpenter. He can, do, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, but... You know, Starman? You like that Starman? Yeah, I like Starman. Really? More so than They Live, <laughs> which they're remaking. Really? Yeah, that bummed me out. I like They, they Live. Didn't some, Was it you? Did you write about it or you wrote about it? Somebody called They Live the fight scene the most realistic fight scene in a movie. It's the worst fight it scene ever. It takes like 25 minutes. Oh, easily. It's Keith awful. David, right? Yeah. Roddy, Roddy, yeah. Yep, yep. They Live. I love that. I'm going to go home and rent that tonight. Pay attention. Here was last show's mystery tune. You got it. That's the Plimsolls with Million Miles Away. I love that song. It's one of those songs I did you forget about for like ten years, and then you hear it again, and you're like, "That's a great song." Nobody, I'll agree with you on that one. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me a little bit of the Replacements. That that particular song, not the Plimsolls, but Million Miles Away, reminds me of a Replacement song. Yeah, if you give it a couple black eyes, it'd be like a Replacement song. Beat it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I like. They're the, they're, the, they're the band, obviously, that plays in uh, Valley Girl, which you've never seen, Sean. You say, ah! are you serious? Oh no, seriously. No, I've never seen it. You got to go watch it. Really? Yeah, tonight. I'll watch it after they It's got really good music. Probably the best soundtrack of the 80s. It's got great music, yeah. You can't make a statement like that. (laughs) Best soundtrack of the 80s? It's pretty good, man. You're like Captain Hyperbole. (laughs) Why would anyone believe anything that was coming out of your mouth? Hey, baby. (laughs) I swear I had it snipped. Wait, what? (laughs) You know, life is short. (laughs) We could all die tomorrow. Yeah, you did I just don't want to die. We could all die tomorrow. Speech. I just don't want to die with any regrets. No, you got this. The I don't want to die with any regrets. I don't want to look back years from now and say we could have had a great night. (laughs) Oh my god, that's.
it's come on, Valley Girl would have. Va- oh come I'd on, like Jonesy backs Valley, me I'd up. Like see, I'd like to see Valley Girl. Yeah, yeah. English Beat. Yeah, the Sparks. Yep. Plimso. I think it's just Sparks. I don't think it's the Sparks. It, down here in the United States, we put a the in front of everything. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody win uh, this? The giant glass of vodka I drank last night. <laughs> the gigantic beer I slammed before we started recording the podcast. <laughs> Yes, we had some winners. Brad in L.A. My favorite listener, by the way. Yep. Steven Ventura, Tony Green, and Kurt Tortster. But a lot of people got this one right. Do any of those names look phony to you, Tom? Tony Green. <laughs> what's, what's with the Brad in L.A.? Why don't you just say Brad, whatever your last name is? A lot of people don't like to use their last name on the show, just like you use a pseudonym yeah, on the show. Protection program or something? Yeah, just Tom like, Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones. Because <laughs> John Smith was taken. Uh, pay attention. Here is this week's clip. Any guesses? The Cure. <laughs> the Smiths. <laughs> the Smiths. It's 717. It, it must be the Smiths. Oh. <laughs> you really don't like him. <laughs> we actually had a really disgruntled guy this with the law. time, everything is all right. I hate you. I, I hate you with the passion of a million sons. <laughs> Uh, we actually had a real debate on the uh, blog about this this week, about the Smiths and uh, Morrissey, because Morrissey's coming to town here in March. He's doing a tour of the U.S., a six-week tour, and it stops at Janice Landing in St. Pete. Wow, he was just here not too long ago. Yeah, I know. He was here uh, last year with Eckerd Hall. So he's coming through again, and I made some comment that we've never done a show on the Smiths, and they're easily probably the most requested topic that we've never covered. But the thing is, you know, I mean, Daly hates him. I don't hate him. I just don't, you know, I didn't listen to him a lot. You know what? I didn't listen to him a lot in the 80s. But lately, like the last, when I say lately, like the last 10 years or so, I've really gotten into him. Yeah. You, you learn to appreciate them as time goes on. Um, just just like smarter just, and more intelligent. Just, just like my love of the Pet Shop Boys. I don't, even, I don't even have the energy to combat <laughs> but, that. But, but Pet I mean, Shop Boys? I, I, I just, Come on, I, call him out on that BS. I just hit the blinker for the exit. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell the story about, about Morrissey on the blog. Because I want to vent. I'm in a venting mood today. Yeah, so oh, we, yeah, that guy, bad mouth Pete. You. There's this guy, guy named Pete. Pete and he, doesn't li- he says he doesn't listen to the show anymore. Because all we do is crappy he shows. He listens to the show. And he listens to it like each episode like five times. But he's mad because he says all we do is shows about ACDC and we never cover any really good bands. How long has it been since we did a show on ACDC or Asia? We did an ACDC show, what, two years ago? Two years ago. We talked ago. to Brian Johnson a year and a half ago. Yeah. They haven't been mentioned on this show. Right. How many Asia shows did we ever do? Like I never did. Two. I, I never even said the word Asia on this show. Unless, <laughs> unless it was Asia, Asia Carrera. Carrera. Yes. You threw that at me. You cut. The um, so anyway, so Pete says that somebody like Morrissey would never stoop to the level of talking to someone to like uh, me and Sean, and just he went on this gigantic rant, just blasting the podcast and the blog and our very existence, and just called us a bunch of hair metal wannabes and stuff like that. It was, it was disturbing. You know what? People are clamoring for a hair metal show. We have people saying do no. a rat show, a poison show, the- Motley Crue. I'd rather do those shows. This guy's a wanker. Wait, nobody's clamoring for a hair metal show. Years ago, maybe. <laughs> By the way, you That's guys... That's BS. People out there, if you want to hear a hair metal show, come on. 
fire up the old email. You guys went with your. You had your AC. You, had, you did write an ACDC story for the weekend section. Yeah, yeah. extremely popular one. And I'm going with Spears. Yes, Brian Johnson. Doot, doot, doot. And the reason is because, and I know you, you you made a claim that Bon Scott had three albums, and then Back in Black is a is a masterpiece. I, I wrote the intro. I said that. I said. I, know. I said you can't be beat. I, I gave him that. No, and it's and that makes up for. I mean, I like I like. Scott, I, I say I Back Brian in Black, Jones. I'll say, is it could be the best rock album of all time. I'll even go wow. that far. Wow. However, I'm still not giving it. Bon Scott is still the ultimate. You AC like it DC better than Meet Is Murder by The Smiths? No? <laughs> <laughs> you can say anything. Like, Woe Is Me by The Smiths. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I would, who, who cares? How Soon Is Now? Great anthem. Yes. I need somebody. There's a light that never goes on. You somebody like you, Spears. How old was Brian Adams in summer 69, by the way? <laughs> Four? <laughs> oh, wow. The, you know, you're calling the factual accuracy of a pop song. Yeah. So if you know the answer, email us at stuckneesattempe.com because even Tom Jones is ready to call you a wiener. Hey, happy holidays, 80s Nation. It's Marissa. Stuck in the 80s Facebook group version of Love Boat's Julie McCoy. I have Chase Squires to thank for that moniker. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, I encourage you to do so. Don't be shy. There's nothing but love. You won't find Sean on Facebook, but his vibe is so strong you feel his presence anyway. Feel free to add me as a friend. I promise. I don't bite. Well, I don't bite hard. This is just another way to prove we're all hopelessly stuck in the 80s. I take it back. Brad in LA is not my favorite listener. It's Marissa. Yeah. From Kankakee, Illinois. She's made that town her own. She has. I wonder if she's really that this has given her fame in Kankakee. I wonder if she can like walk into a mall without having people harass her. <laughs> no. The Kankakee Town Center. Yeah. Are there pictures of it's you on the web a- that Mar- that these people can find and gaze at you? I'm sure Marissa has one. It's on ta- yeah, TampaBay.com. There you go. go to the nice. Jonesy. Nice. Take it all in. She mentions the fact that we have a Facebook group now, which is true. I, we've never mentioned it on the podcast, but if you go to uh, Facebook, if you're a member, like everybody in the known world except for Sean Daly. I don't believe in Facebook. Do you have a Facebook no, page? No, I do not. Thank you. Why? Because enough people can find you, right? Well, not only that, but I, I think I'm, I don't know, I feel like I'm too old to have a Facebook page. No, no Facebook, it, Facebook know, is for older people, not, not my MySpace. Space. I, yeah. I have I, both. I just feel, you know, Go to Facebook.com, though, search for Stuck in the 80s, or go to the Stuck in the 80s blog on TampaBay.com, and there's a link right to it. We've got over 300 members now. Wow. Nicely done. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm not, that's fine. Go and enjoy our Facebook page. What do we have, like uh, riddles and mazes for everybody? <laughs> mazes. Is that what you get? You get nothing. Search a word. <laughs> Spears. <laughs> D-bag. <laughs> I know you have me searching Facebook all the time for certain words. Yeah, you know what? You have to give up all my secrets? <laughs> Damn you! Can we continue the list? Where What's we this show it? even about? I, I don't even know. Holiday, top three holiday movies are left. Are you ready to go? Yes. Number three. From 1989, A Christmas Vacation. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here. 
with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Love it. I've already seen it like five times. Really? This year. Do you like it? I, I like it okay. I like it okay. I don't, I don't like it as much as the number two movie that we're going to get to in a minute. Well, neither but, do I. But but, uh, but I like the first Vacation better. We ranked them. We ranked the Vacation movies, and we had this second, I believe, after the original. Right, yeah. Spearsy? Yeah. We said it's the original, and then this. I know European Vacation was at the end. Yeah. You love Vegas Vacation. I do like Vegas Vacation. <laughs> um, and have then, you ever seen... Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island? No, but it was a direct-to-video uh, release back in 2003. And it has uh, Randy Quaid, Miriam Flynn, and um, it also has, uh, what's his name? Eric Idle from Monty Python. I'm going to rent it. I'm sure it's awful. I'm sure it's, it's a terrible be. waste it's of time. Randy Quaid, though. I like, like Quaid. He's so good. When Cousin Eddie shows up in this, oh, yeah. and I was seeing this in the theater, I was, I just lit up. He is so fun. You know what? You know what it's I the want? gift that keeps on giving, I gotta Clark. Go, I'm, I'm going back. <laughs> I go back to the 70s, though, with Randy Quaid. I watched Midnight Express here, and I forgot he was yeah. in it. He was great. Oh, he might be the only actor whose career is literally going backwards. I mean, it started out, yeah. with, it started out with these great roles like Midnight Express, and then it is in my personal favorite, Inside the Third Reich. With uh, Rutger Hauer playing Albert oh, Speer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. I have it on tape. That is a great movie. It's a great movie. He, he's in that one, very serious role. And then it just starts to go boink, boink. boink. Now it's the point where he's in Cousin Eddie's Christmas holiday vacation. He's got a so. place in heaven for his role as Cousin Eddie. He's he got really a place does. in hell, though, for Caddyshack 2. Oh, yeah, oh, that was pretty yeah. bad. I forgot <laughs> about that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me just say I am in charge of exterior illumination at my house. For Christmas, right? Are you too? No. Do you do a full regalia of lights at your house? No, we go crazy inside the house, not outside the house. See, Jen does it. Jen, Jen has the inside. I have the outside. And I swear to Christ, I've been to Home Depot like seventy-five times this year, exchanging lights. It sounds cliche, but it's effing true. It's driving me crazy. I'll drive home tonight, and there'll be a new <laughs> patch of bush that has blinked outside. <laughs> you laugh because it's, I said bush. Yeah. <laughs> What's that movie? I was just thinking about with Danny DeVito and they're haven't seen that. Which one? The one where they're oh they're with having... Matthew Broderick. Yeah, right, right, right. And they're having the uh, I, I the saw bits and, and pieces of it on on cable or no, was it on cable or was it on yeah, the theater? No, it was on. It was awful, on cable. Awful. Do you have nothing outside your home? Uh, not this year. We do. We do, we normally do. We'll do it together. Yeah, and my wife will do it. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I have a reef. I love waking up in the morning and the trees already been all the ornaments. It's like, uh-huh. oh, like, I feel like I dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but outside, it's like it's your job. So I bought one of those like twelve feet foot inflatable Santas that are really cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it does a lot of work for me. I just plug it in, but all the lights drive me crazy. Yeah. And so I laugh at all this stuff with with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Have you been to the Spears Lance and the, the holiday decorations there? No. I have a wreath on my door and a two foot tall Christmas tree. That's oh, it. That's kind of cute. That's it. All these girls are like, oh, Spears, they're gonna send you a bunch of crap. <laughs> Where's the mistletoe? Uh, Hang off your belt buckle. Oh, see, you didn't have to go there. <laughs> yes, you'll understand. I live there. <laughs> Ready? Okay, I love Christmas Vacation. It's a classic. Here we go. Next on the list. Number two. From 1983, A Christmas Story. Get the hole. 
how is this not the number one Christmas movie of all well, time? Well, you know, uh, I did a story this year. Otherwise, which was a great, a great, you did a great job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I went out to Cleveland, uh, the Tremont neighborhood. It's a blue-collar neighborhood in, in Cleveland where they had the actual Christmas story house, the Parker residence, right. where in 1983 they filmed all the exterior shots and even the stuff in the backyard with like Black Bart and stuff like that. And so I, I got, you know, they turned into a tourist attraction. You know, it used to be like that, this street used to be like, cracked out like right. drug acts and stuff and this guy the san diego businessman who loved the movie bought the house and bought three lots across the street to make a museum and all this stuff mm-hmm. and it's awesome now it's great and they, he's made it look just like the movie like the exterior the inside he tried you know to do little things like the kitchen is almost a recreation and stuff like that but i went out there for a few days and it was a ton of fun you know there's you, a fake turkey in the oven, too, isn't there's there? There's a fake turkey in the oven. Everybody, I did it without anyone telling me. I checked underneath the, um, the kitchen sink to find right. Randy. See if Randy and was... the, the PR woman's like, everybody does that, you know? <laughs> it was great. They hide little things. I mean, they try to set it up, uh, you know, kind of working with the script in the movie, like the Life Boy soap in the bathroom upstairs. Right, has teeth right. marks in it and stuff like that. But it was really funny. I was actually really touched by it. Here, I'm making a few fun of you guys, but I was like kind of, the first time no. I saw it, and it was beautiful, I was like kind of misting up a bit. Like, I love this I, I movie. I would have too. I would have too. It- and so I'm interviewing everybody. All these people are coming to this Christmas story house. And I'm like, yeah, so did you, uh, you know, get a little misty-eyed? And people are like, no. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Losers. No, but I was really I like the whole been. time. I would have been. It's great. Yeah. Cleveland. It's right outside of downtown Cleveland in this beautiful little neighborhood. And the neighborhood's now. nice now? Anyway? Now it is. Wow. Now it is. Here's, and I got to answer the question because and a lot of people do ask, why is this number two on the list? And I think I, got, I, think I have a good case here. Is that there's nothing inherently 80s about this movie. The right. actors aren't aren't 80s actors it's not set in the 80s it has no there's no 80s music there's no 80s feel to it this movie could have been made 1950 or 2008 it, it wouldn't matter it, it it's timeless and so that makes it it might be one of my favorite movies of all time yeah, but that doesn't good, but it doesn't it point. does not feel like an 80s movie hence it does not you know it gets to number two on the list but it does not overtake number one right you ready? if you were doing a list an all-time list of um of favorite Christmas movies. Would it, would it be number one then? Um, Maybe. I, my, my heart is, stays with the 80s. Can I, say, can I say two things real quick? One, we did a show on this. Was it last year, Steve? We did a podcast on this. You can listen to that. A uh, full podcast on a Christmas story. Right, yeah. Go back to iTunes yeah. and it's, you know. And if you'd like to read my story... If I, you no, it is, no and you should. It's I, I was pretty proud of it. You can go to my blog at blogs.tampabay.com slash popmusic. Right, and if you want out. to watch the brilliant audio oh, slideshow, yeah, did a great slideshow. I should say Scott Keeler shot all these great pics. It's yeah. pretty wild. It was great. And if you live near Cleveland, go see it. Yeah, you know it's awesome. But yeah. here we go, number one movie, controversial. Number one from 1988, Scrooged. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 we, we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. There it is, my friends. I stand by it firmly. Bill Murray, it might be his second best movie. Behind? Uh, Groundhog's Day. Wow. Yeah, you know, he was really, yeah. Guys, no, no, you know no, what? No, no. I was thinking about this last night, and I thought about, was this his best movie? And I, I thought the same thing. Groundhog's Day might have been his best Which movie. is not, not an 80s movie, but, right. but it's easily his opus. What were you going to say, Dale? Stripes. Stripes is great. Mm, no. Groundhog Day, classic. 
One of my favorite movies right. of all time. You're gonna put, put stripes, stripes ahead, over of, ahead of Scrooge. I put stripes ahead of Scrooge. See, I thought I thought he was he was Bill Murray in in those. I thought he I thought he branched out and acted a little bit in Groundhog's Day and in Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't just playing himself. Well, the two things Groundhog Day and Scrooge—they're actually kind of similar, mm-hmm. aren't they? I mean, and there's there's two scenes with like there's two scenes with like the the you know these father figures in the alley, right? Right. He's got the two, two guys die in Groundhog Day. It's like the 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 the, the homeless guy is always trying to save, right? Yeah. Right. You know, I think he calls him father at some point. So I don't know what was going on there. But then in Scrooge too, which is hilarious, but. There's a tender moment where he's kind of mean to that homeless guy, and he sees him in an alley, and he, he's dead. He, he, yeah. you know, he's, he, he didn't give him, he didn't give him any money, so he didn't yeah. he couldn't stay anywhere, and so he froze to death that night. Yeah, um, there's a lot of scenes I think think in Scrooge that are really kind of sad, and um, I mean it's it is a very funny movie, you know, and, and it gets points off in a way, in the sense that yeah, it's 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 you know, it's a Christmas Carol for the one billionth time, you know. Far be it from us to actually create a you know original screenplay. At least they changed the characters' names and and modernized it. But um, you, you do have your tender moments, you know, where uh, you know where he goes back and basically sees him break up. He chooses his career over Karen Allen, much as you did, Sean. <laughs> and uh, you know, I like it. It's it's a lot. It's it's got a corny ending, which I can live without. Where uh, the audience participation scene. I didn't like that. That made me feel uncomfortable. But it's got it is got the ultimate '80s cast because it's got Murray, Carrie Allen, it's got Bobcat Goldthwait, Robert Goulet, Robert Goulet, John Forsythe, uh, John Houseman. You got America's favorite old man. <laughs> You've you got um, my God, Robert Mitchum is in there. Mary Lou Retton is in there. Was, you know? It says Miles Schaefer. It says Miles Davis is in there. Yeah, yeah. Really? He's uh, they're playing in a he's in a street band. Remember they're playing, and he walks by. And goes, look at these hacks. Oh, that's funny. You know and. Uh, it's a, Jamie Farr is in there. <laughs> what eighties? What great eighties movie doesn't have Jamie Farr in it? <laughs> it's it's got it's got one of the perfect cast. I love it. It's um it, to me this movie just reeks eighties in a, in a, in, a, in the best possible way, and that's why it's number one. Oh well, that's a wonderful attitude to have on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Okay, final thought time. Name a favorite holiday movie any year, any decade. Doesn't have to be eighties. Bad Santa. Ah, uh, you went the opposite way, which I was gonna go. I was. Bad yeah, Santa. I don't even know if this is a te- technically a movie. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Ah, you can't drop that on me. I'm that sorry. wasn't the. Oh, now I feel like a pig. <laughs> I, I I trumpet a urinating Santa, and you hit me with <laughs> with Chuck. I know. Oh, I know. That's great too, though. Mm. Bad Santa. Yeah, the, with Vince. Yeah, Vince Guaraldi soundtrack. So good. That's my number one. My number one Christmas album Christmas of all time, time. is Vince yeah. Guaraldi. What about yeah. you, Spears? He favorite all time? I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. This is <sighs> so bizarre. There's there's two. Okay, from the from from most recently, probably Love Actually with uh, Hugh Grant. There's oh just something about Lord. that I like. Paul, where do you get such big pink panties? I'm curious. <laughs> where do you buy those? I, I just like it. Okay, quadruple X panties. So used to be a holiday tradition at the Spears. No, mansion. actually, I know a lot of people love Love Actually. Yeah, I think yeah. I have it on DVD, but the FF bought it. It's not mine. No, the sadly, uh, the ex uh, Miss Spearsy has it now. Ooh, really? I did not retain. Maybe that. I'll get it for you for Christmas. Are you getting me anything? Are we exchanging? <laughs> what do you think lunch was today, <laughs> jackass? <laughs> it's all these issues you could eat. <laughs> the um, but the the real humiliating choice, 1979, Henry Winkler. <laughs> you could just stop there. In uh, An American Christmas Carol. 
Does anybody remember this? No. Uh, <laughs> Henry Winkler plays Benedict Slade in an in a, uh, American adaption of a Christmas Carol based in uh, New England in the Depression. So this would have been like probably maybe had had Happy Days jumped the shark in seventy nine. I think it had probably yeah. by then. Literally, I don't know. I think it had a couple good years, didn't it? It, it peter out around eighty three or eighty three. Seventy nine might have been a good year for the days. Maybe, maybe. So he stars. He he takes the the, the villainous or you know protagonist, whatever you call that role in that particular version. I I looked for it today on Netflix to, to try to rent it for the holidays. Because I figure that that's the perfect, you know, solitary, lonely Christmas that I have it coming oh up to me. Oh so my lord! Here no you Vegas go girlfriend. It. Here you go. I got a work it. Christmas day. I was wondering when this is gonna come. I got oh. a work Christmas day. I'll come home to my like you know turkey sandwich and and watch an American Christmas Carol with Henry Winkler. But it's it's interesting because it takes it goes back in his life and it shows why he became this bitter encrusted man because he basically he was denied his dream of I think it was. <laughs> Yeah. For, forming a uh, it's getting heavy on our asses. <laughs> wow. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's Joe's a great movie. If, if, <laughs> I would I would kill to find a copy. Anyone out there has it and can burn it for me on DVD. You you have a friend for life. Henry Winkler, I'm sure has it. <laughs> he might be the only one. <laughs> oh God, he's probably got nothing better to do on Christmas. He can come over and watch yeah, it with you. Come on, Henry. We'll we'll split that sandwich right down the middle. I'll bring out the uh, pop off vodka. We'll have a day of it. Tie the m- mistletoe on your belt buckle. Oh God! <laughs> you, Come on, Fonzie. You sully everything. <laughs> Come on, Fonzie. Does Fonzie say it's time to go. <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody out there, have a safe and happy holiday. We will be with you back again in 2009. In the meantime, we remain here along with Tom Jones. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was interesting. I love Jones. <laughs> We're we don't get along all the time. We don't see eye to eye, but that's all part of the magic. Exactly. Hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Stuck in the 80s.